When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trots Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia ora and a very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trots Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for everything you need to know about harness racing. There's news stories every day. There's a, a complete preview of each and every domestic harness meeting. All the results are there, the trial results, the videos. Everything you could possibly want uh, to know about harness racing is at hrnz.co.nz. Hope your weekend's going well. We're into December, of course, and harness racing-wise, it means a lot of grass track action, including yesterday at Akaroa and today at the Mount Harding at Methven. They've got a really good program there this afternoon, which gets underway at 12.20, the first of 10 out of Methven, or have they got 11 today? They've actually got 11. The last goes at 4 minutes to 5 o'clock, and they also have the two green miles there, their two feature races outside of the Methven Cup, which of course is raced in October, the Dancing in the Dark at Aldebaran Park, aldebaranpark.com.au if you want to check out their stallions, and they have the big feature trot, 25,000 chance there today for Oscar Bonavina to grab another one of those, and the Methven Foursquare Supermarket Green Mile, which is also for 25000 and includes a Garrard's Derby potential starter in Ahoka Connor, who's on a different pathway. We'll speak to Tim Williams about that soon. We'll also catch up with the Thornleys, Gemma and Craig. And right now, we're about to hear from John Dunn after this happened at Addington Raceway on Friday night. What the hell, New Zealand trotting Oaks, it's Aloha Kenny, a length to Mel Zadell, sticking bravely, Julie Jack of the Southern awaits the lane, 29-1, third quarter, no run, Sunny Sister, high energy comes wide, Aloha Kenny the leader, Julie Jacker to the far side, then came Mel Zadell, it's Aloha Kenny grabbed by Julie Jacker, high energy and she's Bella Wider, Sunny Sister getting the lane, Julie Jacker in front, Sunny Sister is the only danger, will she get there? Yes! Sunny Sister won the New Zealand Trotting Oaks and beat home Julie Jacker. She's Bella. So a brilliant performance from Sunny Sister. Yes, she got an economical trip through on the inside, throughout, and on the markers. But John Dunn, a lot of satisfaction for you, your dad, your wife Jenna, because uh, she was worth a whole lot of money being uh, Sunday's son's sister uh, right from when she was born, obviously. But now she's a Group 1 winner. Morning to you. Morning, Greg, and uh, yeah, she always had a bit of the brother's ability and uh, finally put it, put it all together on race day, which is uh, a very good race to do that. Yeah, look, I know, talking to you Friday night, um, your first reaction was when you drew inside second row, bugger, can't use her speed, can't get her into the right sort of spot. Well, as it turned out, she ended up in the perfect spot. Yeah, she did, and uh, a big help sort of second row in between horses. Uh, we've won in second row, she's... She hasn't been that good, but um, won the second row. She followed through really well, and I was actually very lucky to, to avoid a bit of a few gallopers around that first bend. There was a bigger sort of worry, and uh, 
she actually handled it quite good, which is which is very good. Johnny, is that just a maturity thing? Is she very much like her brother? Because he went through a patch as a three-year-old and even sometimes as a four-year-old where mentally he just wasn't quite there. Are you seeing similar traits with her? Yeah, we are actually. And um, at home, don't know what you do. She's, she's faultless. Um, but then at the races, more more like a... He was about the same, really. In between horses, not so good. Um, out in front or out in the open, so, so good. So uh, she's getting a lot better every race she's having, and uh, it is like a mentally and physically maturity thing. Yeah, and look, she's fast, isn't she? Is is she potentially faster than what he was? Because he used to run them into the deck, particularly in the latter part of his career. Not saying he wasn't fast at all, because clearly a horse that's gone 3.56 for two miles is very fast, but... Has she got more point to point speed? Yeah, she has. Yeah, she always has. And uh, he's like you say, he was an unbelievable stayer. She's still got to mature, and um, hope she turns out half as good as him. But um, yeah, very fast horse. And now winning a Group One, she's gone over a hundred thousand, mate. That's that's a, a terrific effort for a horse that hasn't always got it right. So um, for Colin and Nancy here, they probably thought. Well, they got to cup time this year. Twelve months earlier, they were winning a record third at Renwick Farms Dominion, and now they're on this ride again. Yeah, they're very lucky, and uh, Colin actually rang me yesterday and uh, all sort of pinches himself. He can't believe it. We're very, very lucky, really, to have Dunny and Sunday Sun, and then for her to do what she's doing now, is, yeah, he's wrapped. All right, so you called him Sunny. What do you call her? Uh, Sissy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's prob- probably predictable. I might have been able to work-, work that one out myself. Hey, do you have another throw at the stumps in a week's time? Because we've got a race meeting at Addington in seven days. It's worth a million dollars, and there's a derby there. Do you have another throw at the stumps with it? Yeah, definitely. We'll have a crack there. Like, um, if she does anything right and gets a, gets a nice enough trip, she, I think she's definitely up those boys. So um, we have to have a go, Greg. Is that it for her? Is that her final crack? Do you give her a, a freshen up then? And we know how difficult the four-year-old year can be, but um, it'll all be all about learning for her because she clearly she's got the ability to race at free-for-all level. Yeah, after that, she's probably just have a wee, wee break. Not long at all. She needs to... She's got to stand. She's got a lot to learn. Um, and the racing's not going to hurt her. She's just not going to sort of tick away and... I uh, like to say the four-year-old year is always a hard one, but um, she's still down the ratings low enough sort of, to find an odd race here and there, so that's what I'll probably do with her. Johnny, it's been a good weekend for the stable. Dashing Major back in winning form. That was nice to see, and uh, you got the last race at Akaroa yesterday uh, with Divine Angel. So while she went through a patch there where you weren't winning them as frequently as what you guys normally do, um, you certainly got the team firing now, and that was win number 105 yesterday. So, uh, again, getting past, I think it's the first time the partnership of uh, your dad and, and wife, Jenna, have got past a, a 100 wins. So, um, yeah, even though there's been premierships there, mate, that, that's a hell of a good effort, isn't it? Yeah, the horse has been racing great, and it's a massive team effort by all the staff and all the hard work everyone puts in. So, um, big, big team effort there, and... Like I say, we weren't many, winning many races sort of a month ago, but all the horses were competitive and sort of hard, hard races. They all sort of jumped up the grades, and when you do that, it's never easy. So um, they were sort of holding their own with it, without winning one, but um, 
you know, they were great. We won four, four so far this weekend, so wait a minute for now. Hopefully we can add to that. Uh, add to that. Beautiful day in Canterbury. What's ahead at Miffin? I know they're expecting the weather to change, but is it looking like it might get through the day before uh, before that happens? Yeah, hopefully, Greg. It's still with that moment, and uh, no doubt they'll have a good crowd there today, and there's some good racing with Green Mile and the trot, with the trotters and the paces. So uh, hopefully the weather can sort of play its part and hold off to the end of the day. Johnny, we won't go through all of your chances today, but you're on a first starter in race two that's got support and has trialled well by the name of Henry Winkler, who, uh, for Happy Days fans, they'll uh, they'll know exactly who that is. Um, this one trained by Mark Smolensky, uh, has a good barrier, has got trial form. Um, what are your expectations with Henry today? Yeah, we've had a fair few trials under his belt, so he's definitely going to be bored enough, and uh, he trialled really good for Ashford and sort of, 12 days or 10 days ago, so he's got the fitness there, he's got good manners, and um, he actually looks a really good chance on paper. Art Jordan for your dad and uh, and wife in race number three, comes up with barrier one, couple of runs this time in, should be pretty pretty close to the mark, I would have thought. He won't be far away at all, especially with the draw he's got, like he, he's drawn sort of to lead or, or be right-handy up there, so um, and I thought he's a pass mark at Timaru's against few nice two-year-olds there, and he got a wee way back on a very quick half, last half, So, um, and he sort of made, made nice enough round. So, yeah, got the idea of drawing, um, hopefully should be right up there at the finish. Fergalicious was good last week, finishing uh, second behind Cardi B. Wouldn't need to improve much, although barrier draw-wise, um, it's it's a bit of a change from 1 to 12. Yeah, that is unfortunately, especially over the mile. So, uh, but no, she went really good last time out, and... She's trained on nice enough throughout the week, so uh, hopefully this trial's not ideal over the mile at Beffin, but um, if they go hard up front, it brings us into play, so uh, expect another nice run from there. All right, you're on uh, Prince uh, Rania for Graham Telfer in race number five. It's around five or six dollars. Uh, has very good grass track credentials. Normally steps quickly, 2,400 metres. Right sort of race for Prince uh, Rania. Yeah, and he's normally got good banners, so uh, hopefully to step away again. And um, the way he's sort of been going, he's been he's been having far off from it all. So his sort of horse relies on the right trip. So hopefully to step and get that trip he needs. And if he can do that, you'd think he'd be a nice top four player. Johnny Haley's medal goes round in the seventh, off the second row, but racing really well. Yeah, she's really toughened up this week, girl. She's sort of. Um, she can do a bit of work in races and, and she's got speed to go with it. So um, the way she sort of got the eye last time out, and like I say, I haven't got the idea of draw, but it's sort of horse I can do work mid-race if I need to and still be there at the finish. So the way she's going, she'd have to be right up there at the finish as well. Yeah, and a big day for Seth Hill too, having a steer in that race for his dad, Brendan. So we wish him all the best. He does sit in the cart quite nicely. Spells of love in race number 10. What do we make of its chances today? Yeah, let me down a couple of times lately. Just jumped out for no real reason. Uh, yeah, one start, first time well, we started at uh, Montecrow last week. And one more crack on the grass. But if, if he does that again today, we might have to look for the um, grip track racing. But... Um, He's, he's trained on well during the week, but, uh, yeah, go and trust. And Shipka Lane in the last, uh, always competitive in these types of races. 
yeah, she is. Uh, lovely mare, done a great job, and she's still the sort of horse you've got to have the right trip for her to capitalise on, so we'll be hanging out for that. Uh, on to the derby and uh, your chances, the likes of Charlie Brown, Who's Delight. Uh, how many will you have in next Sunday in that three-year-old race? Probably four. I'll probably uh, go and shard quite keen to put him in too. Like he sort of, he just got beat on Cup Day and then he went really good in the Timaru Cup last week. So owners are keen. So if, if we can get him in, that'd be great. So we're four in there. Yeah, that's that's uh, fantastic. Do you have a, a picking order? It's I know barrier draws will play a big part, and obviously Merlin's a very good horse. Don't stop dreaming is as well. But um, who's who's your number one chance in the Derby? Do you think, Johnny? I'd go Triple G. Really, like who's the light? Who's the light was going really good sort of months ago, and sort of just taped off the last couple for no real reason, really. But um, yeah, Triple G's always been my sort of pick. So uh, hopefully, I pick the right one. Johnny, it's a massive day next Sunday. It sort of sneaks up on you off the back of, of the cup meeting, but I had a quick add-up of the stakes, and there's over $1.1, might even be $1.2 million worth of stakes there on Sunday. And looking at the weather forecast, it's 24, 25 degrees. So it could be an absolute blinder of a day next Sunday. Yeah, it should be too, Greg. Like they put the stake money up, and, and they're, they're great horses that race that day, like all the age group racing. You start, sort of can't beat that, and uh, especially how they split the sexes too, the fillies and the colts and the gals, they go separate, so it's, it's got to be a great day really. Yep, it certainly will be. Uh, we'll be previewing it here uh, on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ, and a big preview show recorded Tuesday evening on the box seat. Always appreciate your time, Johnny. Enjoy Miffin. It's a great day out there at the Mount Harding. Congrats on the way uh, your team's going at the moment because uh, you, you guys uh, lead the premiership clearly. You're going to win another one, and uh, the team is racing superbly well. Good luck. Thanks very much for that, Greg. All right, there he is, John Dunn. Always terrific with his time. Magic horseman he is. Works some incredibly long hours, as so many of our horse people do, but uh, particularly Johnny, you can ring him there at about 7, 8 o'clock at night. He's still mucking around cleaning gear. and Yeah, he's uh, approaching 100 wins for the season. He's on 98. He's second on the Premiership, uh, and he's just about on 1,600 career driving wins, and He'll be honing in on that Brother Dexter's total, I would say, at some stage. As long as he keeps plying his trade in the States, uh, Johnny could become the family's leading driver. I'm sure he'll appreciate that if he gets a chance to uh, get past Dexter. And, uh, yeah, nice way to sit around the Christmas table and discuss that one day, I reckon. All right, we'll take a break here on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. On the other side, it'll be our Southern Person segment. I'm a Southern man. I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead and well dead. Yes, it is our southern person segment this time in because we're joined on the line by Gemma Thornley. Morning to you, Gemma. Hello, Gemma. Maybe she's in a bad area. Maybe she's not. We'll have to try again to see if we can get her. She's had a great season driving for. Uh, the stable of Mark Jones, of course, and I think she's up to 27, 28 wins for the season, and she's got a bit of breeding, though. She should be able to handle a horse, and she certainly can, and the horses run for her, there's no doubt about that. And today she has four drives, including uh, Kilauea, I think that's how, or Kaluia, whichever way you want to go. Um, and it just got beat last week. Mark Jones made it his best last week and got beaten by 
a nose. Have we got Gemma there? Hello, Gemma. Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Morning to you. On your way to the Mount Harding, uh, no doubt. And just spoke to John Dunn about the weather down there. It sounds like it's going to be a blinder. Yeah, hopefully the weather can stay like this. I think there is rain in the forecast, but hopefully we can keep the sunshine. Hey, Jimmy, you're having a great season. 28 wins. You must be delighted with that. Hello. Have I got you there, Gemma? She'll be in that area between probably Require and Miffin where it drops in and out, I'm thinking. Yeah, Are you there, Jim? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 28 wins for the season. You must be wrapped with that. Yeah. This is fun, isn't it? Doing live radio. <laughs> How's the season going for you? Game? Yeah, you got 28 wins for the season. You'll be wrapped. Let's talk about some of your chances today. Three of those are for him. Kilauea in race number six. Yeah, I'd say he's probably the best chance of the day. Um, he went super last week carrying a flat tyre from, I think, from down the back straight at Moss the grass. So, yeah. He got beaten a nose. So... I've got a producer here, Robbie's his name, we call him producer dude Robbie, he took a multi and it finished on <laughs> that horse, so you've just made him feel even worse seven days later, Gemma. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I think Sammy was pretty gutted because that was her seven, like waiting for a 700 win and to go down with a flat tyre by nose was pretty gutting. Yeah, that would hurt a wee bit. Hey, just on that, that must be pretty cool having Sam Otley, our leading driver of all time, uh, female-wise, in the barn. She must help you out a lot, Jim. Yeah, no, I'm pretty lucky to have her and obviously Mark, who's like world champion driver, um, helping me out to ask some questions and they're always happy to help out and tell me things. All right, let's move on from last week's nose defeat and hopefully you'll get the win today. Lizzie Richter in race number seven um, gets into this race beautifully being a seven race winner and there's always a chance yeah I think she's just looking before and she's won six this season and I don't think she's rated over 43 or something like that and she gets into another nice race I was real happy with how she went on the grass three starts ago um so and I like her not using her at the start so the was probably not the worst for her Yep, she looks a great chance, $6. What about the return of Little Miss Muscles in race number 10? Yeah, she's definitely going to need the run, but she's drawn handy enough to get handy earlier on and hopefully just can go a good race and be, a, be thereabouts. All right, so the best chance for you, do you think, at the Mount Harding at the Methven meeting today? Because um, it looks like two or three really good winning chances. What's the best of them? Um, yeah, I think three are definitely chances of being top three, but I'd have to say with the performance last week, um, Kilauea would have to be my best chance. All right, Kilauea, race number six, uh, currently at $7 with the tab. Thanks so much for your time, Gemma, and congratulations on the way things have gone this season thus far, and good luck today. Thank you very much, Greg. That's Gemma Thornley doing a very good job. Uh, a bloke who's won a few more races than that is by the name of Tim Williams. He joins us on uh, the line. Morning to you, Tim. Oh, he's another one that's heading to the Mount Harding and probably heading through that, that dead spot there. Um, how far off the track are you? Yeah, I'm about 
Uh, half an hour at this stage, Jerry. Half an hour. Okay, good as gold. Uh, 788 wins to be absolutely exact. Uh, so honing in on 800. What about a Hoka Connors pathway to the Garrards Derby? He goes to the Meth and Green Mile today. Yeah, really pleased with his last run. It was, uh, you know, broke a lot off that first up run. You know, it was a good, good confidence run and got back in Cup Week. So he's come through the run well and, you know, it was a nice race from the paper today. So uh, I'm sure the mile will suit and hopefully he handles the grass. Yeah, I suppose that is a question mark for, for people looking at the Green Mile today. There wouldn't appear to be any reason why he wouldn't handle the grass. I think so. He's a horse and, um, you know, he's light on his feet and it's a good mover. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's not a problem. Um, hopefully he can get through it. What about Barrier 7, mate? How do you see the race panning out? Yeah, yeah look, I'm unsure yet. I think there's a few variables, but I'm just going to find it. All right, we look forward to seeing him and again in seven days' time. Uh, what about uh, Waikari Bob in race number two? I reckon it's, or Barb rather, I reckon it's uh, not far off a win, this horse. No, she's done a good job the last two or three starts. She's, uh, she's really started to string it, string it all together. So uh, as long as she gets weighted today, it's usually the stands a good string to her bow. So if she, if she can jump and sit somewhere handy, the way she went last week at Moss, she says she's not far off uh, getting her turn. Yeah, well, she uh, went terrific last week, so looking forward to seeing her go. Uh, Sound of Silence. This one tried by Matt Purvis, uh, first start. I don't think you've driven this one, or certainly not at the last trial. So uh, what, what's Matt told you? No, I've only briefly spoke to Matt. Um, you haven't driven the horse. as just watched a few of his trials this morning, and the last one looked quite nice. So it's a, a sticky gate first up, and uh, a few of the more fancy ones drawn and that sort of stuff. But, uh, yeah, if it's run on today, so it's, um, it could be one of the bottoms through the, through the Christmas, Christmas month. What about the first upper for the Telford team, Glengarry Moonlight? Comes out of the Hope Barn previously. What sort of feel is this horse given? You watched the trial this morning and thought it was okay when fifth? Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it had a good blow. He's, he's come on since the trial, but uh, I would say whatever he does today, he'll improve on again. But uh, five's a little bit tricky too over the mile. It's just going to depend where he lands early. But, uh, you know, I think... A couple of other roughies, Tom Brady and Tallison uh, in the last. What's the best of them? I mean, obviously outside of Ahoka Connor because uh, he looks a great chance currently at $2.50. No, I think race two, um, Waikari Barber, uh, just, just a feel she got last week, I think uh, she get better each start, so I think um, she's, a, she's a good winning chance if she gets more up. Yeah, great each way chance. $8 and $2.80. And, uh, really appreciate your time, uh, Timmy. Look forward to not only today, but of course next Sunday where we have uh, eight Group 1 races at Addington Raceway. Looking forward to that. Thanks for your time. Cool, that's Tim Williams. He's gone.
Uh, we're not far away from grabbing Craig Thornley. Hopefully uh, he's with us. He's with us. Uh, morning to you, Craig. Craig, how are we getting on? Well, when I sent you a text message this morning, it said, Hi, Gemma. So I'm sure you probably looked at that and thought, mm, he's got the Thornleys to confused here. <laughs> you went for the better driver. <laughs> well, we've already spoken to her, and she reckons she's got two or three winning chances, so um, you got a bit to, uh, to go head-to-head with today. Um, let's concentrate, first of all, on your chances in the Meffin Foursquare Supermarket Green Mile, because uh, Franco Norton no doubt has the ability to win the race. What sort of horse will present today from Barrier 8? Oh, I, he'll, he'll need the run today. I think he's, we've had a few issues with getting these bloods right. Um, I think we're on the right track now. So whatever he does, he will improve with. But he's always gone good on the grass. I think the mile will suit him. Um, he'll be driven for one run and hopefully gets to run up into it and get over top of them. But whatever he does today, he'll improve with. He had that incredible run down south, didn't he, on the grass tracks? He was basically unbeatable. Yeah, he, he did last year, and uh, he seems to like it when he goes down there. Um, so hopefully we're heading back down there for the Invercargill Cup with him. Yep, well, let's uh, see what he does today, and if he does go well enough, head down there, because uh, that could be a cracking contest on the 22nd, it is, Friday this year, 22nd of December, and a Group 1 race in the Deep South, looking forward to that. Many of those horses will be going to the East-West Fencing uh, free-for-all as part of Grand Prix Day uh, next Sunday. Your other chances today, Franco Newport in race number two? Um, he's, yeah, he's... he's... He lacks a little bit of speed, and he's not real brave. Um, so we'll be just looking for him to run home and hope he can find the line. Right. Sort of well, that gives me a lot of confidence. Shown, <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of shown enough at home that he can win a race, but he just hasn't put it together on race day yet. So that's what he, he sort of turns his mojo around today and puts his best foot forward. Well, he's got a bit of breeding, isn't he? Out of the multiple group one winner, Nerea Franco. Yeah, but he obviously hasn't realised that. That's his problem. But he is six, Craig, so he must have shown you something, as you said. <laughs> I think he was forgotten, back, uh, forgotten about for a couple of years out in the paddock <laughs> in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Dunrockin goes round uh, and does know how to win because first up for the barn got the business done last week. Uh, yes, uh, he's, a, um, he's a work in progress. He's got, a, got enough ability. Um, not the easiest horse to drive, but... Yeah, I think he's a strong show today. He's drawn one the second row, which is he could get out the wee way back over over a mile. But if he gets a good run, they'll definitely know he's in the race. All right, and Jones Rising Star, you drive for Paul Kerr. Not a stable you chuck the colours on for too often, but I reckon she's a decent chance today. Barrier one, if you go through her last run, which was excellent, I thought no reason from there that she can't get a big slice of this. Oh, I think so. I think she's uh, quite a good chance if she can sort of keep handy early. Um, she's a good staying type. Her last run I thought was very good. She sort of found the line really strongly last time, so I, I thought today she's a, she's a good chance. Yeah, it gets it off the unruly barrier one. It sounds like a, a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll know after 50 metres after the start whether it's a good thing or bad thing. Yeah, all right. I reckon she's a good chance if she can hold her own. Hey, Craig, thanks for your time this morning. Good luck. No worries. Thanks, Greg. All right, there he is, uh, Craig Thornley. Okay, so Dunrockin, yes. Jones, rising star, if she behaves. Franco Norton needs the run, but he has the ability to get over the top of them. And Franco Newport has the breeding, but hasn't quite taken it to the track. There's the summation of Craig Thornley's chances. And the Southern Person segment wrapped up today. All right, short break for us on the other side. 
we get the master on, Mark Purden. Welcome back into to uh, Trot's Talk. Big night uh, at Addington Raceway on Friday night. And the winning sequence of this horse continued. 27-7 back straight quarter and Artie by the seaside running a cheeky one. Millwood Nike the outside. Purden getting desperate. Two lengths away then Carla with flyby. Artie by the seaside. Millwood Nike. Now she goes to her. Here's 17 in a row. We love her. Millwood Nike won it by two and a half. Second across Artie by the seaside. Yes, we do love her. Her name is Millwood Nike, and she continues on her winning way, which we'll be hoping continues in the Oaks in a week's time. She's co-trained and driven by Mark Purden, who's very kindly giving us his time on Sunday. Morning to you, Mark. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out, mate. I know it's a day off, invariably, for you a Sunday. So uh, to have you on talking about this marvellous filly. Gee, you've had some great fillies over the years, but she's got a rate right up there, Mark, the way she's going. Oh, yes, she's done everything those other great fillies have done and more now, probably Greg. So, uh, yeah, no, she's something special. Brilliant performance from her in the Neverly R final on Cup Day. Never closer than three wide, four wide at one stage and sets a New Zealand record. The other night, Mark, she almost is just toying with the opposition these days because, well, certainly in her last uh, start, because she almost seems like she's waiting for them and then she just puts them to bed about the 250. Is that how it's feeling sitting in the bike? Yes, it, it does, Greg. Yeah, she's very much changed a lot and, and very much laid back now compared to what she used to be like so uh you know so I was sort of tapping her up around the corners or you know, around the last corner but uh although I still felt like she had a little bit more in the tank and when we straightened up she uh you know she just went to Hardy by the seaside and just put it beyond doubt. Mark does that therefore mean you and Nathan have a discussion about maybe trying to uh, sharpen her up at the back end of her races as maybe a set of blinds, pull-down blinds, pull-up blinds, whatever they might be. Is is that a possibility? Oh, certainly a possibility, um, Greg, and uh, you know, we'll have a talk about it. But, uh, you know, she's, she's still very good <laughs> without adding anything at this stage. And, um, yeah, but, but she's probably just getting to that point as well where maybe something like that would help her. Yeah, but Mark, it's been a big campaign, to be absolutely fair, and she's just taking every step that you ask her to take. Is is this it in terms of this campaign? How long a break does she have? Does she have a break at all? What's your plans post the Oaks in seven days? Yes, probably a, um, probably a little break, and then we'll be heading to, to Auckland. And, uh, yeah, maybe a uh, mare's race up there, or, yeah, we'll just wait and see, or the mare's race in Christchurch, I think, is in February. So that's probably more the logical option. Is Australia in the reckoning this campaign, Mark, or have you just not got that far yet? Uh, just not got that far yet, Craig. We normally make our plans after the Cup week, but of course now that uh, this big meeting on next next Sunday uh, has come in, we really don't make sort of final plans till after this. It's a massive meeting, Mark, isn't it? When you add up the stakes, it's over a million dollars, and... Well, it's it's the old jewels. It's the old format where this is their grand final, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's certainly a wonderful day's racing, Craig. And I hope sort of we get more better support than we had done uh, last year. So uh, you know, it's well worth a, you know getting a good crowd along and enjoying the day's racing. Yeah, well, Mark, weather-wise, it looks like it's going to be superb. Uh, would Amora and Fidia be making her way to the Oaks as well? 
uh, at this stage, Greg, yeah, I think the extra distance will, will suit her, and um, yeah, more of a stayer than a than a sprinter. So uh, yeah, she'd probably be better this week in the Oaks. We spoke to Nathan a couple of weeks ago uh, about a cooter, and he was having a freshen up. Self assured hasn't. He'll be in the free for all next Sunday. Yes, he will. Yep, and then we'll look forward to him to cargo with him as well. But, uh, yeah, he's on target for next week. How's he come through that second New Zealand free for all? Is he where you want him to be? Oh, yes, definitely, Greg. Yeah, he sort of <laughs> he, he freshened up, you know, before that, and and, and raced super in the free for all, and then uh, so he really hasn't had a a big campaign as yet. He's, he's really jumping out of his skin. Mark, High Energy uh, got to Addington Raceway on Friday night and I know you were hoping she'd be where you needed her to be. She wasn't quite. Does that therefore mean she goes to the Derby next week? Uh, yeah, she will go to the Derby, Greg, but uh, yeah, probably just needs to step up a little bit more or step up through the week to be a, a serious chance, I think. All right, you're heading to Methven today with a horse that's previously won the Meth and Green Mile for the Trotters, the reigning Dominion winner, the Renwick Farms Dominion winner, uh, of course, in the form of Oscar Bonavina. How's he come through that? And he should relish the free-for-all conditions over the short course. Yes, he loves the grass too, Greg, with his ailments. It just takes a bit of the jar out of him and uh, he really really enjoys it. But he's in a really good place and uh, I know he looks a class above anything in the field. All right, you're going head-to-head head with your son, Michael, with Mystic Max. So um, how, how, how does you view him from uh, a stable's point of view? Is he one of the ones to beat? Uh, yes, yeah, it's a sort of a transition time for him, I think, Greg, like it is for those four-year-olds. There's not many that just get up there and are dominant. But, uh, yeah, the, the 12 months of racing up there will probably make him, but at the stage he's still got a, a little way to go to be sort of up at the top ones. All right, while well, we've got you... You're searching for that thoroughbred uh, win, and uh, Captain Roy, I see he's still well up the rankings in terms of the Karaka Million, but I know this is a trotting show, but we might as well ask you, he won't be at the Karaka Million, will he? No, he won't, Greg, no, no, we're going to give him a break, and uh, just on Sam Weatherly's advice, he thought he'd be a really nice horse in the autumn, so uh, we're going to take... To, take those words and uh, and yeah, he'll be up for a break and, and uh, resume probably in sort of mid-January, February. All right, so have you got anything racing over the Christmas period in the Thoroughbred Code? Uh, probably Buster Shaw will have a run through about the middle of this month, I think, and then uh, um, maybe maybe a couple of runs and we'll make plans with him whether we go forward you know, to the Derby possibly, but uh, we'll see. He's got to step up He's... a little bit too. Yeah, he's close, isn't he? He's close to a win. Yes, yes, he is. Yep. Yep. No, he's doing a good job. He's uh, he's certainly a horse with uh, with p- potential for Kerry Shaw. Hey, Mark, thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good luck today with Oscar, although I'm not thinking you'll need a whole lot of luck uh, for him to grab his second <laughs> green mile. And obviously he'll go forward, Mark, to the trotting free-for-all next week. Does he go down south as well? Yeah, good chance, Greg. You've just got to take him sort of a week at a time and uh, certainly we'll get through to the 10th anyway, but uh, that's our plan anyway to go to the 22nd as well. All right. Thanks so much, Mark. Good luck. Good. Good. Thanks, Greg. That's Mark Purden. Mark and Nathan training, of course. Franco Indy won the Akaroa Cup yesterday. Uh, Did that in good style for Blair Orange, who's had such 
a great association uh, with the All-Stars team over many, many years, and that continued yesterday in the Akaroa Cup. Final break for us. On the other side, we'll catch up with Chris Barsby. Chris calls the action, of course, for Racing Queensland in the Harness Code. Friday night was the first round of the Inter-Dominion heats. We'll review those, plus preview the second round heats, which are on Tuesday night leap to fame. He's about to go full throttle here. He leads five metres. Can't find a bit of man second. Deus Ex third. Narano's about to flip deeper. Then make mine Memphis at the top of the straight. Leap to fame. Leap to fame. Corners with a nice lead. He's out in front by six metres. Deus Ex can't find a better man. Narano running on down the outside but it's leap to fame. Give us a flex Larry. Leap to fame. Oh he bolted in one easily. Beating Narano. Deus Ex. Make mine Memphis fourth. Then send it. Speak the truth. The pin-up horse of Queensland harness racing and in so many ways of Australian harness racing. The man calling the action for ID23 is Chris Barsby. He's very kindly given us some time on a Sunday morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Greg, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, Larry, eh? He flexes his muscles, as you said, uh, as he came down the Albion Park straight and he did it untouched. Was that the best version of him and has driver and trainer Grant Dixon worked it out that don't try and go around and sit parked and I know it was a different race the first round of heats but if he just allows them to settle and then just puts his head down and says I'm going forward I'm getting the lead he's done that a couple of times now and he's looked well very impressive yeah I think so Greg Uh, in that heat there on Friday night he was just head and shoulders above his rival so that probably allowed Grant Dixon to be you know, the, the dominant force there driving the way he wanted to because at the end of the day, there was nothing that was going to park him at any stage. So once he was allowed to balance up, he pushed the button, he was able to go forward, find the front. But I suppose the scary part for his rivals was the ease in which he'd done that. 51, that was the quickest time of the four heats for the paces there on Friday night. And he looked like he did it with something in reserve. 28-3, 26-4 on the way home full of running, really strong through the line. So just a little warning shot to his rivals that this is his series. He is the series favourite. It's in his own backyard. And he just wanted to make that little bit of a statement that, you know, he's the horse they have to beat. So I think it was a uh, a nice way to set the scene there on the opening night, just to prove to everyone that uh, he's the real deal, this guy. Not that there was any sort of doubt about that, but given that the series is in his own backyard, he's the number one horse here. Swayze's arrived. He arrived at the Winter Carnival and beat him, albeit with things going against Leap to Fame in the Blacks of Fake. He was in the next heat, Chris, and he did something similar. Allowed turn it up to take the lead, worked round, got the front, and won pretty comfortably. You'd imagine over a distance that's well short of his best. So he set out a bit of a warning signal as well. Uh, 52.5, so clearly slower, but again, it's the way he did it. Yeah, no doubt about that. He returned serve, uh, Cam Hart, Jason Grimson. They would have been watching Leap to Fame really closely in that previous heat. So they've just come out, returned serve, to say, look, uh, we're the main danger here. We've beaten you before. We're not scared of you. We respect you, but we're certainly not scared of you. And he was able to do the job. Look, I thought he was vulnerable there on Friday night, just leading into that race, you know, coming back from the New Zealand Cup, a two-mile stand-start run, which proved to be really taxing on him because he was obviously scratched from the show day free-for-all. But here he is coming back to Australia, came back to Sydney, then had to float up to Brisbane. 
if he was ever going to be beaten throughout the series, Greg, it was probably in that opening round heat. That's why I thought Turn It Up might be able to fly across and make a bold bid for victory. In the end, um, Shane Groan, the trainer driver of Turn It Up, showed respect to, to Swayze, handed over, and that was the end of the section there. So he was able to get the job done. Look, his time was the slowest of the four heats. But keeping in mind, uh, we had that uh, you know really strong storm earlier, so the track was just starting to chop up a little bit. So I wouldn't read anything into his time there. So, And as the series gets longer now, we step up to 2,100 on, on Tuesday night and then 2,600. That's more in his wheelhouse. So this is going to be very exciting, the clash between these two horses. As we know, Greg, they're half-brothers. Swayze a year older than Leap to Fame. So I think this carnival's setting up nicely. They were the top two going into the series, and after night one, they clearly remain the top two. Yeah, Future Assured and Better Eclipse, the other heat winners, both going really nicely. Just quickly on the Trotters series, Olavici didn't surprise me beating Mufasa Metro, although it did help uh, being able to drop in behind and, and get that perfect run. And then in the other Trotters uh, heat, there was an upset, Plymouth Chubb getting Queen Elida and Just Believe doing what Just Believe does. So, yeah, the series almost looks Just Believe's to lose. He's the defending champion and he looked every bit the series favourite with his win on Friday night. Yeah, it's quite remarkable the job they've done with Just Believe, given what he's gone through earlier this year, going all the way to Europe, then coming back. And the two runs back this campaign have been awesome. First up, he destroyed Queen Elida in that race at Bendigo. And then he was just dominant there on Friday night. The trotting series, uh, unlike the pacing series, threw up that little bit of an upset with Plymouth Chubb beating Queen Elida. Now, She's got a, a bit of a challenge on her hands now, Greg, because uh, she's going to have to to come up with the goods on on Tuesday night. She was beaten, and she was beaten on her merits there on Friday night. Plymouth Chubb gave her a good start at the top of the straight, and in the end, he was drawing off, and he won easily. So maybe he was just a little underrated going into the series. So he'll keep getting better, but just believe, as you said, uh, he's clearly the horse that they've all got to beat. Olavici, Mufasa, uh, Metro, they were nice. They were expected to dominate that heat, which they did. But they're probably that rung below. So just believe uh, this is his third straight into the Minion series, and uh, he's chasing back-to-back victories. He was placed two years ago in Sydney, won it last year in his home state of Victoria, and he's the horse they've got to beat this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Tuesday night, uh, the action continues out of uh, Albion Park. Uh, the first of those heats, about 8 30 New Zealand time. Hey, Chris, thanks for your time this morning. Really appreciate it, mate. Probably grab you next week and get your summation too, and uh, we'll build towards what will be a, f- a fitting finale, I think, for that series. Thanks for your time this morning. Pleasure, Greg. Anytime. That's Chris Barsby, race caller, of course, for Racing Queensland and calling ID 23. That's Trot's Talk for another week. Action not far away from getting underway at uh, Methven on the Grass, uh, the first there at 12.20. Big thank you to all of our guests, Mark Purden, Tim Williams, Gemma Thornley, Craig Thornley, and, uh, of course, uh, catching up with Chris Barsby there around uh, the chances today. That's been uh, Trot's Talk and John Dunn who was at the start of the program, Sonny's sister, Group 1 winner, of course, on Friday night. I'll talk to you in a week's time. It'll be Grand Prix Day at Addington Raceway. Go to addington.co.nz.